0: chances are if you've been to a bar in the last decade, you've been served by one. Or were you served by a bartender? And what the hell is the difference anyway? Craig Ventris and Dimitrios Zaharidis, I screwed that up, I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're going to set the record Closer straight on, on all things libation and the pronunciation of their names. And they are going to show me the art of crafting the perfect libation. Craig Dim, welcome Good to morning. The hot dish. Good morning. Thank you. I've never been at a bar this early.
1: <laughs> but I have <laughs> left night before, maybe not left right. from the night before. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Demetrius, please please set me straight and pronounce your name for me.
1: Demetrius Zachariadis.
0: But pronounce it the the Greek way.
1: Demetrius Zachariadis. Oh my God, that's so hard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> shit. I didn't understand a word he said.
0: <laughs> we are in Waterbury, Connecticut, at your bar Highland Brass. Yes, yeah. Thank you for inviting us. This is thank like... you
1: for coming here to Waterbury slumming it. Thank you, <laughs> thank you guys. You went off of 95 Corridor? This is big for us. This
0: is, yeah, we 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 didn't even have to whip out our passports. You got to yeah. turn your
1: location services on your phone, so when D- you go missing, everyone
2: knows where to find you.
0: Okay, so I, I started the intro specifically because I feel like the term mixologist sort of entered our lexicons in the past decade and a half, around the same time that barista became popular.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: First of all, Craig, are you a mixologist or a bartender?
1: I'm a bartender is how I typically refer to myself.
0: And Dim, you?
1: A bartender. I mean, I used to give a shit. I don't <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anymore. Yeah. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. Seriously, yeah. uh, it doesn't really matter. Right. But, I mean, yeah, first and foremost, I when I don't introduce myself as a mixologist, I said, hey, I'm Dim. I'm your friendly bartender. It's a t- made-up word. At the yeah. end of the day, it's is a made-up it? word. Oh, of course. So, sure.
0: okay, it's so, fine. because I, I used to refer to myself as a journalist, but now I'm a recovering journalist, right, right? Um, But I did look up the definition. And according to Merriam-Webster, a bartender is a person who serves drinks at a bar. A mixologist, the art or skill of preparing mixed
2: drinks. I can't believe Webster has a definition for it. It is
0: in the actual dictionary. That's very interesting. To which you say what?
2: Sounds about right. I mean, I I guess, I mean, I've always taken the art of managing a bar and tending to a bar more seriously than the mixology portion of it. Of course, I mean, I... I, I think Dim could probably speak to this too. I learned how to ten bar when people drank things mm-hmm. like Soco limes and Alabama slammers and <laughs> kamikazes. So what was in the glass wasn't as important as the vibe in the room. Yeah. Um, and I think having that background and kind of coming into the, the early 2000s to where we are now, people started to care more about what they were eating, care more about what they were drinking. But at the end of the day, a good bartender trumps a good mixologist any day in my, in my book. 100%. I've had a much better time in dive bars that serve shitty drinks than I've had in some really pretentious upscale, yeah. high-end cocktail bars where the bartender might be able to make a great drink but has zero
1: personality, doesn't want to look at you, doesn't make eye contact, doesn't There's ask no you how fun, fun in on. Of course not. No. Sure. No, you go to a bar to have fun. Right. I'd rather you know go to a place like Employees Only that has amazing cocktails and the vibe is amazing in there. It's a lot of fun. You get fucking hammered. Yeah. Give me a pool table and a dartboard and a shot and a beer and I'm a happy camper. That's it. No,
0: I hear you. And I also, I mean, because look, I will will take a dive bar any day of the week, twice Mm -hmm. on Sunday. But I'll also put on my stilettos, throw on some lip gloss and go to the fancy schmancy place. What I don't like is a drink that I can't pronounce like your last name. And then (laughs) I'm putting down 25 bucks for it. Sure. You have got to be fucking kidding me. What are your thoughts on... Some of these drinks that because my ice cube is a perfect sphere and maybe it has some thyme leaves in it. Um, and now someone's gonna say, Oh, and by the way, it's $25. Am am I ridiculous? Is that, I mean, I don't have to deal with the bottom line of running a bar, so I'm just the customer. You guys do this for a living. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean Dim's
2: a bar owner, he can probably speak, he could probably speak a little bit more I, I, intimately know. about the you know the bottom line and the thin the thin costs that we deal with in bars and restaurants. What I'll say is there's is a time and a place for a $25 cocktail. I've had some that are outstanding. That said, those you, you have to build a lot of value into that glass. And the way to communicate that value to the general public is kind of the dilemma that we we encounter as bartenders. People are becoming more foodie driven in yeah. the way that they go out and eat, we're probably about 10 to 15 years behind that. In the so, bar industry or in yeah, the spirits so I industry. Think if you polled people 15 years ago about you know, a number of ingredients that chefs use on a pretty regular basis now, most people wouldn't have known 15 years ago. However, repetition and going out to restaurants and eating new things, people have kind of learned about what's going in their plate. With, with the bar industry, it's been about 10 years since the real cocktail boom has started. And there's a huge litany of ingredients that people just never even saw, heard of, yeah. bartenders Spirits. included up Spirits. until, Spirits you, know, and, you know, 8, that- 10 years ago. That said, I find that in especially these newer kind of cocktail-driven bars, mixologists like to show off with their menus. That's how we communicate to other bartenders and mixologists that we're doing things in a cool, trendy, hip right. way. And frankly, it could be intimidating for the, for the everyday guest. Right. I f- if there's a problem that I feel like I encounter more often than not in the modern bar, it's that we we forget about the general public and we
1: we're not catering to the general public. We're catering to our peers. Which yeah, I mean, we gotta you gotta be familiar with your with your surroundings with your with your you know your environment your your guests. Uh, you know, when our, our cocktail menu here just at Highland Brass has evolved from when we first opened to now. Um, you my, got a lot of
0: bottles back there, and I see some tiki glasses way up at the top, and a skull somewhere. Yeah, we do tiki I mean.
1: stuff once in a while. You know, we we switch it up. It's Waterbury, and and I know this area uh, extremely this your well, hood. yeah, because I've been bartending in or around it for over twenty years. So I know the people here. I I, you know, uh, cater to them. Joint. Yeah. yeah, and. You know, when we first started, we listed all the ingredients out in the cocktail menu, and people were kind of apprehensive because half the people, more than half, didn't know some of the things, some of the ingredients that were on there. So it's going to, you know, you don't want to make anybody feel embarrassed to ask something. So now our latest cocktail menu, I pretty much put the base Spirit. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, for example, just a a vodka cocktail with tropical flavors. Done. Period. Full stop. That's That's it. it. And that'll have the guest okay i like vodka i like tropical flavors fuck it yeah you know let me order it Order you know or you know even if i put like something like like somebody put like maraschino on the menu they don't know what that is yes i saw you hey
0: i saw you holding a bottle earlier of what is that a liqueur
1: it's a liqueur yeah huh and uh and you know so we've i i don't want to call it dummy to dumb but we've simplified it and you know we're speaking the the language of our guests and it makes it easy for everyone. You know what I mean? Um, but then you could go to New Haven. You don't have to do that. Right. You know, different, you can, vibe. Different, different vibe. Different
0: ba- vibe based on the neighborhood, it, exactly. the city. People
1: are more, you know, a little well-traveled. They have mm-hmm. gone to a lot of cocktail bars and they might be familiar with some ingredients. So it's a little bit easier of a So, you know, you got to just, you know, play your, you know, your demographic and, and your guests and, you know, just keep them in, in, in mind more than you know at the beginning like i said we kept ourselves in mind and our peers uh, but you know what it's our our peers don't pay the bills the people that come in here every day pay our bills you know what i mean and they want us to you know sure i mean that's how i that's how i look at it um, you know and when we do have our peers it's fun but yeah. half our peers come in here they don't even want to look at a cocktail menu <laughs> they want a beer and they want a shot and we expect free shit yes. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> can't pay the bills of bartenders yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And now, a word from our sponsor, Norwalk Now, where businesses come together to bring you their city in real time. Experience Norwalk's vibrant dining scene from quintessential New England fare and locally sourced seafood to low-country cuisine, prime steaks, Italian favorites, Mexican eats, and high-spirited drinking wells. Visit norwalknow.org and meet the talented chefs, restaurateurs, and bar keeps who continue to raise the bar of our local dining scene. For restaurant news, special events... Seasonal promotions and more, visit norwalknow.org. Okay, so quick, quick uh, rapid fire questions. How do you deal with assholes at the bar?
2: Depends on the asshole. Yeah. Asshole who's belligerent,
0: case. who's drunk, and wants another, whatever.
2: So I, I mean, Steph could probably attest to this. Steph just is from the boss my time lady, of in Westport, of course. I, um, <laughs> I, I take great pleasure in cutting people off. Probably more <laughs> so than most bartenders do. It doesn't happen very often I in the love uh, <laughs> the bars that
1: I had worked at for the last few years in well, Westport. Like but when civilized it, people at Westport, you'd think. No, you would think. You
0: know? ish, ish. Hi. The, uh, the girl raises um, her very hand. Civilized <laughs> can
2: bleed very quickly into entitlement. Yeah. Um, that said, it's right. it's typically not for, you know, drunken belligerents. It's usually right. because, you know, they've just kind of slowly been picking at me right, for a long right. period of time over the course of a shift. And one one thing is really all it takes mm-hmm. to kind of set me, which is why Something I've taken like, a sabbatical I from the I, I
0: asked for... <laughs> A squeeze of half a lemon, and you put a squeeze of an entire lemon in this drink, sure. like Dare that you. sort of yeah, right. A little and, bit of that.
2: <laughs> I've had people steal grapefruit. We keep a big fruit bowl on the bar, um, <laughs> one of the bars, and I've had people steal fruit out of them and put them in their purse. And these are you know <gasps> we the, took oh our fruit bowls off <laughs> the, the bar because the wealthiest of, that of the wealthy. I won't. Okay, can I just say names, something? I am
0: not the wealthiest of anything. Sure, but I have been known to steal produce. Oh, is that right? But,
2: <laughs> it was her. <laughs> have I kicked you out really? of my bar?
0: <laughs> no, but now I know what I need to do. <laughs> it's just, it's right. there. It looks so pretty. Sure. I've, I've asked my partners to steal produce for me. So, but now that I've spoken to you, I promise I will never don't steal touch produce it. again. Our tools,
1: don't. Right. I, had, I had one girl uh, take, cause we have our tools on a bar, as you can see. And she, I was like, where the fuck are my tools? Yeah. And she's like, hey, hey. and she's like, so I was like, what do you mean? ha yeah. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> laughing? I went outside, and my bar tools are in our flower boxes. No. Uh, bar spoons sticking out of the dirt. I'm like...
0: And she was just doing this for fun. She thought it was yeah, cute. Yeah, because it's
1: hilarious. I'm like... Oh, jeez. Yeah, and then, you know, we had our, our, our fruit on the bar, and I see people sitting there playing with them. am like, we wash that. We put that mm. in people's drinks. What do you mean? Just give me the fucking grapefruit. Right. right. And enough, then I, then, enough. So that took... Stuff so, off the bar. <laughs> yes, I can That's I can said,
2: attest there is so we no can't fruit. Have nice things, but, kids. but
0: back to the assholes, dealing They're, with assholes. Sure. Yeah, I mean. Do the, you throw them out? Do you physically, do you sometimes have to physically throw people out? I'm, or?
2: I'm five foot seven and a half and I'm like 150 pounds soaking but wet, you so you I don't navigate throw anybody out of anything. He's uh, wild, uh, though. He's wild. I wouldn't want to piss off cranky. Sassy is probably a good word to describe <laughs> me. Cranky, some might call me, but I, um, you know, I think. Uh, a, a dirty look here and there, if that doesn't work at first, then you ask mm-hmm. nicely. And it's my experience that people typically, especially in the in the restaurant bar world, don't like to be embarrassed amongst right. their social sure. class. So a dive bar is a different story. You just yeah. you might need somebody big and burly to help escort somebody out the door. I, right. It's been a long time since I've worked in a bar like that, mm-hmm. full time. Um,
1: Dim can probably attest to, <laughs> to, Have you to crowd had to control physically a little bit more specifically. Um, I, or how do you here? deal with the asshole? Maybe once or twice. I mean, listen, it's case by case. You know what I mean? Uh, you always, again, I'm the kind of person that I don't want to embarrass anybody. Uh, you know, so if we got to cut somebody off or whatever, they're being belligerent. We try to, if they're with friends, we try to, you know, get some friendly help from the friends. Right. Like, hey, hey dude, your buddy's he, being yeah. a fucking creeper, you know, right. whatever. You know, could you handle them? Because if you don't, then I will. So right. I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. And for the most part, you know, the friends will be like, you know, they'll help out, whatever, this and that. But I mean, Like I said, there are very instances, far and few in between, that we've ever had any kind of issue. But you always, you know, I mean, if you have to cut somebody off, you have to cut somebody off because ultimately we're responsible for that person and their well being. Right? We've we've Ubered people home if they needed to be Ubered home. Uh, you know, we've actually physically, us ourselves have driven people home.
0: Wow. And is that common even, practice or is you guys are just nice fellas? We're
1: just nice fellas. Uh, you know, I mean, that's if they're in the neighborhood. Right. Ish. I'm not going to do You're that. Not driving I'll throw you in a Uber yeah. or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I'm not taking you to Stanford or something like that. You're on your own. Um, <laughs> that said, it's a, it's a mutual <laughs> yeah, it, respect it, it, thing. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, that's
2: really all it comes down to. And not to say that, you know, everyone's entitled to have a bad day. Right. All that stuff said, I've been kicked out of one or two bars in sure, my time. I've, sure. I've been cut off one once or twice, <laughs> you know, way back before uh, this was my profession. But after a couple of chances, if if there's not a mutual respect and – the guests have to participate in their own hospitality experience. is my is my opinion. Right. And um, if you walk in with a chip on your shoulder and you fold your arms and you're looking for a confrontation, your chances are you're going to get one. Depending right. on who's who, your server, or your bartender is, it might take a little longer to get them there. Right. Um, some of us are a little bit more short tempered than others, but it's it's a rare occurrence. But when it does happen, there is a little. We take pride in what we right. do, just like anybody else. And right. we, we unfortunately are in a profession where we eat more shit than you know the average mm. Joe. I would think um, so. So you catch us on, you know, a Saturday night shift, we've worked a double two days in a row, and you know, we're running on four hours of sleep and you look at me cross eyed. There's a good, there's <laughs> a good <laughs> chance there's a there's good a chance, chance I'll give it back to you. Yeah. <laughs> I that and I'm careful about who I who I look at funny these days.
0: Right. Before we get into some demo stuff. How did you get into this because were were you 5 years old you looked at your remember. parents and you said I want to be a bartender when I grow up
1: No they looked at me and told me that I was going to be a bartender <laughs> when I grew up mm. uh, I guess I'll start I mean I was uh I'm third generation restaurant bar owner uh my grandparents had pizza places like a you know good uh stereotypical greek, greek family. family we all own pizza places pizza. or some kind of restaurant whatever so my grandparents had pizza places. My dad and my mom had a, a restaurant bar in Southington. Uh, I had just moved back from Greece. I was like 8, 19 years old. And I was working in the kitchen because that's where I started at 12 years old, full time in the kitchen. And bartender didn't show up on a Sunday night. We used to do karaoke on Sunday nights. That's why I fucking hate karaoke. I've been <laughs> scarred <laughs> since then. Uh, I I, I despise it. I love uh, karaoke. <laughs> so while well, working, I mean, I could go in the bar and I could I could belt some tunes out. Anyway, so guy didn't show up, bartender didn't show up. She's like, get behind the bar, take the apron off, just go. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. She's like, I just, just wow. go back there. You could open beers. I mean, this is 1996. Mm-hmm. Yes, I bartended in the 90s. Yeah, right. and, Uh and So I was 12. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so I got I behind the so bar, encouraged. and that was it. I would just started bartending. I had some. Uh some interesting advice uh from my first trainers. Mm-hmm. Uh the one that I still use today is corny as it sounds, a clean bar is a happy bar. I love that to everybody. And it's really corny, but I'm meticulous with my bar. I it needs Thank to be spotless. You. As, as At all a, time. You need to work clean. You gotta look clean because that's a representation of who you are, who the bar is. If you're dirty, then the bar's dirty. Nobody wants to come to a dirty bar. And
0: I will say, as a customer, even if it's a dive bar or a neighborhood yeah. bar, you want it to be of course, clean. Tidy, it has you gotta be tidy. You gotta right. be-
1: And plus, you're going to piss off your fellow bartender if you're a dirty pig and they're not. So (laughs) anyway, that's another story. Uh, So then and then another one was, what if I don't know how to make it? Right? What, he goes ask what color it is and just make it that color. <laughs> 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 well, has so anyone, that was mixology back in the day.
0: Right. Well, has anyone ever asked you? I want a fill in the blank, and you were like, "What?"
1: The happened all the time. Still Like me. it still happens. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What, I, was, can, I mean, not me, now it's easier me. to just look it up on your phone and, and figure it out. Right. You know what I mean? Now but, we have
0: these smartphones.
1: But yeah, that that was where I started, and I mean, that was like I said, '96, and then I moved to New York City, uh, worked at uh, Tao in Midtown for for a few years, and did their cocktails there, and. And that's where I really got into it. That's when I started competing. Uh, one of my first competitions. My first competition was uh, at the Jacob Javits Center, the big bar show. What? I had no idea How do you what the fuck. prep for that? I, I had no, I don't know. I was like, not, I, I shouldn't have been there. Well, because both that way. of you,
0: both of you have competed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've, okay, we've, so we're avid competitors. How I the hell? Ha- if I, anymore, if I
0: run a race, I know what I need to do to prepare for a race. Mm-hmm. What the heck do you do? You back there f- flipping uh, bottles? I mean, there's parameters
1: practice, to practice. Yeah, Not, not yeah. so
2: much flair, but there, there are competitions there are flare dedicated competitions. to flair bartenders, and they're incredible. Really?
0: Flair bartending meaning Tom Cruise Like juggling and bottles, and,
1: and yeah, the whole deal, sure. No, I'm yeah. I'm not coordinated yeah. enough to do that. I hurt myself, so I don't do <laughs> same, yeah, same. I just stick to cocktail making.
0: Well, let me quickly ask you, how did you did you stumble upon bartending? So, Did
2: it- I grew up in a restaurant. My father is an Italian cook and has mm-hmm. been for uh, for my whole life. So I was the 12, 13 year old kid washing dishes and pretending to help in the back. And, you know, around 16, 17, decided I'm never going to work in restaurants. That's not mm-hmm. going to be what I do. No, I I'm didn't. not going to be a cook. I'm not going to be a bartender. I'm not gonna oh, going to server. <laughs> Last about, you know, went to college, dropped down after a year and a half and started bar backing at a, a big college bar in Hartford. And same sort of deal, just kind of lied my way into a better job, at a better restaurant group, and started serving. And then one thing leads to another. Somebody calls out, and you end up behind a bar. And in this industry in particular, a year can turn into 10 years like that. In two seconds, and, uh, right. I've kind of tried to get away from this industry a few times, but some people it's like are just mob. built for it. like the mob. They pull you it. back. Yeah, and yeah. I, um, <laughs> I mean, whatever I do in the future will likely be associated with hospitality in one way, shape, or form. It's, it's, what I, it's the only thing that I've ever been... At. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that I really enjoy. Waking up in the morning sucks. I've never really liked it. And I've, I've done the office cubicle thing in a couple different times in my life. And I got to tell you, you don't
0: look like the cubicle type. Uh, I
2: hated it. And there's nothing more soul sucking than getting on an elevator at, you know, Monday morning at eight thirty and having the same person tell the same shitty Monday morning joke <laughs> for the thousandth time. And. I, um you know, my for for ec- economics sake, I, just I probably should have mind. stayed in that job, but I, I it wouldn't have lasted very yeah. long for me. This is just, it's, uh, you talk to different people every day, you get to meet new mm-hmm. people every day. And for people who have a proclivity to be a little bit creative, you, this is the only industry that I can think of, with a couple of exceptions, where you get immediate feedback on your creative oh,
0: sure. process.
2: You know what I mean? Like, we can make something... Five minutes, we get to taste somebody on it, see how they liked it. We get Instant to critique it and play with it, and it's a right. it's a fun industry in that way.
0: What drink uh, makes you both go? Oh God, I have to make that. What is it? do you, do oh. do you have a? Someone comes up to the bar, you know, bellies up to the bar. Not, bartender, I want a not and a you drink. Go, oh, it's Christ. when
1: it's when they say, "Make me something right. good." See, I, oh. I don't mind that. Oh. Make so me so something. Really? Just make. I was like, I don't know you, dude. Like. Do you
0: like sweet? Do you like savory? Do then, you want it you on know, the rocks? Do you want it neat? Just give me
1: something. Like please the people listening, when you go to a bar <laughs> and us, you want to yes. do that. If you listen, if you're open, awesome. That's right. great. We love that. But just go to the bartender and say, "Hey, uh, I'd like something, make me a, you know, a bourbon cocktail, dealer's choice." Got it. You know, just give us a little Craig, bit of something. But Craig, you said
0: you like when people say, "Make me something delicious." Yeah,
1: cuz it, it
2: Provided that they're able to communicate in a way that's, you know, halfway sensical mm-hmm. about what they want. Right. If, Just you know, make whether it's sweet or sour make or bitter or yeah. shaken or stirred or boozy or, or whatever. Or make me forget
0: about my problems.
2: It's probably not a specific drink for me. For me, I um let's do a public service announcement for shitty bar guests. So if you walk <laughs> into a burger place and ask them for a pizza... Chances are, number one, they're not prepared to make the pizza. Mm -hmm. Number two, they might not have the ingredients to make the pizza. Number three, they don't really want to make you a fucking pizza because they're a burger joint. (laughs) So if you walk into a bar that is, you know, a Japanese noodle bar, for example, and you start asking for things like pina coladas or mojitos or (laughs) it's not that we can't make it for you. We're happy to make it for you.
0: It's a pain if the, in the circumstances balls.
2: make sense, if you look around and it's Wednesday afternoon and it's the midday lull and there's nobody in the bar, I'll make you whatever you want provided I have the ingredients. Yep. If it's Saturday night at yeah. 9 o'clock and there's I'm the 3D. only bartender in a well where it's a three-deep bar and I'm doing service bar tickets and you ask me for something like a Ramos Gin Fizz or... <laughs> I don't even mom- know what that is. It's, so, it's I mean, complicated It's involve. It takes sure. a year and a half to make. It's, it's a in the Yeah, I mean, I, I've worked with enough, you know, crazy, egomaniacal chefs who you if you tar- try to even even a little substitution or a little change to a dish that's on their menu they lose their minds right. bartenders granted we're customer facing so we've got to be a little bit more mm-hmm. open to yeah. stuff like that but there is a certain point where just stay home and make the drink yourself right. if you're not willing to drink right. what we have on the back bar you right. know so i i that said a mojito is probably the one that still grinds me a little bit when I really? hear it. Really? Yeah. I, you I love what? mojitos, I was was, a, too. I, just I love the same same thing. mojito. I just don't want to make them. I
1: don't see. I, I make it the lazy
2: <laughs> I feel man's bad. way. I feel so. bad.
0: I feel right. like I'm never going to order another mojito. No,
1: you're fine. Just no, order you're it. okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, when I, yeah, yeah I mean, the mojito. No, give it to me straight. I always hated I, I it back know. then, but I didn't be like, oh, you're not muddling your mojito. I said, I don't have to fucking muddle my mojito because I know how to make it. Why don't have to muddle?
0: Yeah, right. Well, especially like you said, if it's a Saturday night and you're four deep and all the rest. So we are sure. in the
1: hospitality industry, and we we love what we do. If we could do it for you, we will do it for you. Well,
0: thank you. You know what I mean. We will is, definitely do it for that you. That is a perfect segue. We'll smile. Right.
1: We'll talk shit later, but we'll right. smile. Of that we time. Yes, of course. Right. You know, the minute, you're the person we're talking about. The minute we walk out the about, bar, right? You know, but it's it's fine.
2: I mean, we, keep a, we keep a shared database amongst all the Connecticut bartenders of <laughs> shitty bar guests. So yes. if, if you land on that list, definitely don't come and order okay. them on a Saturday night.
0: Stephanie <laughs> and I will make bars. sure we are not part of the bad um, bad guests at bar. Stephanie's database. all
2: right. She just wants whatever it is with tequila in it. That's really well, all that the, matters. We're the Bobsy Ste- Twins.
0: <laughs> we love, we, and Stephanie, of course, is our editor, our boss lady, and our A1 today. Uh, this is a perfect segue because I would love for you guys to each make your own favorite drink is that, yeah, is that cool and then maybe teach me how to because I am I like it if I can pop the bottle off you know the top off mm. I like a beer I prefer my drinks served to me I sound like a fucking princess Jesus <laughs> Christ
2: <laughs>
0: I could say that now I'm the sure. mom of two funny. boys You're I'm fine. constantly serving other people so. sure 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 um so why don't we set that up
2: let's do it yeah awesome so we're gonna make a Sazerac because uh, I like stirred cocktails in the morning so we're going to start with a really boozy, whiskey-forward cocktail called the Sazerac. It's in the lexicon is kind of one of the classics and one of my favorite stir drinks. Um, kind of a, a more spiced, boozier version of an old-fashioned, not quite as sweet. Typically, you'll see Peychaud's bitters um, as the primary bitters in a Sazerac. I like to use Angostura as well, so I do a split. I do three dashes of Peychaud's and three dashes of Angostura. So we'll start with Peychaud's. And then Angostura is kind of the all-purpose bitters that you've seen on every back bar in everybody's house. When you have a stomach ache, you drink it with ginger ale sort of deal. So three and three. The Peychauds will give you a little bit more kind of a star anise vibe, and then the Angostura is a little bit more baking spice, kind of tamarind, cinnamon, that whole deal. So after the bitters, it essentially just becomes an old-fashioned base. So it's a half ounce of a regular one-to-one simple syrup. So just equal parts sugar and water. Measure out a half ounce. There's that. Traditionally, this drink would be a rye drink, uh, primarily rye. I like to split the base and do cognac and rye. It adds a little bit of a layer, kind of a savory nuance from the cognac. So we'll start with cognac and do three quarters of an ounce of cognac for my recipe. And a full ounce and a half measure of rye, which is essentially just a half spore. So rye offers a little bit more spice than you would get from a typical bourbon uh, style of fashion, which plays really nicely with the bitters in this drink. Now for a, for a drink that doesn't have citrus, we're going to stir this one. Um, that's usually the differentiator between a stirred and shaken cocktail is whether or not there's citrus, cream, egg white, or something more viscous and heavy that needs to be incorporated. So for stir drinks, I'm just going to drop a little bit of ice in the mixing glass and give it a stir. So this, I've heard a lot of bartenders that have kind of hard and fast rules about stirred cocktails, how many rotations or how long you stir. I kind of do it by sight. You can sort of tell by the ice level and where the liquid is whether or not the drink is done. Sazerac is a drink that's going to be served in a chilled glass, but not over ice. So I do want this one to be a little bit colder and stirred a little bit longer than I would stir a traditional old-fashioned that would sit on ice and continue to dilute while you drink it. That's going to be about good right there. Just double-check. Delicious. So I have a glass pre-chilling already, but again, because this is going to be served without ice, you want a nice cold glass to retain the temperature of the cocktail after it's been poured. Now the main differentiator between a Sazerac and an old fashioned aside from the bitters is going to be the absinthe. Um, absinthe scares some people, but all we're going to do is miss the glass. So it's got a really aromatic uh, star anise kind of licorice flavor profile in the absinthe and it's really, really nice on the nose. So just a couple of spritzes into the glass, and we're going to strain it in. So you'll see some bartenders, Sazeracs, will be a little bit more bright red if they exclude the Angostura bitters and just use Peychauds. The combination of the two is going to give it the kind of brownish-red hue. That's what my Sazerac will typically look like. All we're going to do to finish this drink is a little spray of a discarded lemon peel. Just going to express all those oils over the glass, around the rim, into the glass so you get all that on the nose and then just get rid of the peel and that's your sazerac simple classic
0: and now a word from our sponsor Norwalk Now invites you to experience a city on the move, featuring a melting pot of food cultures and truly unique dining destinations located throughout the coastal city of Norwalk, Connecticut. From quintessential New England fare and locally sourced seafood to low country cuisine, prime steaks, Italian favorites, Mexican eats, and high spirited drinking wells, Norwalk Now is thrilled to introduce you to some of the best restaurants in the county. We invite you to visit NorwalkNow.org and meet some of the talented chefs, restaurateurs, and barkeeps who continue to raise the bar of our local dining scene. Get the most up-to-date restaurant news, special events, happy hour details, seasonal promotions, and so much more at NorwalkNow.org, where businesses come together to bring you their city in real time. You can also check out their events on Instagram and Facebook at NorwalkNow.